Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a food tram sitting down by the street The leads and to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them well a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. All right, welcome to the Outdoor Zone live yeah, just an old pin jack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live for you every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Go check out our brand new website. Hey, I'm TJ Graney, and in the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan, fresh off yep. of... Yo, 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 yo. yo. <laughs> How's that audio? Yeah, is no. That, is that going to so. work or what? And the beefsteak is in the house. Oh, yeah. Come on, beef. And uh, who's the ranch hand that came in this morning? Oh, it's Ty Wire, as he calls him. Ty Wire Team. came in early, got the gate open, got the old pot belly stove fired up. He was here and, really uh, early. He even drank all the coffee. Well, which is it's been sitting there for a week. I don't know. With the with the with the uh, how, with how hard it is finding a decent ranch hound nowadays, uh, we'll let him come in early. We got it. We got to be good one. Kind of yeah. You know, I I was thinking the other day. I was thinking, so many people get off for you know this weekend or for different holidays, and then I thought how you uh, realize how many people are not off that you take for granted. Like you expect to be off, but yet you expect the grocery store to be open. You expect the convenience store to be open. You expect this to be working, that to be working, this store to be open, you know? And uh, there's a lot of people working on holiday weekends and uh, we're, we're not going to be ones that take off in my opinion. Right. That's right. Well, well, and and uh, we're we we always like to take advantage of the opportunity to say America, <laughs> and this is America's weekend. By golly, so God bless America. Come on now. That's so right. The flags are flying, and and I was just listening to a, a radio show where the guys had the the CEOs of black rifle coffee company on there. And they were talking about, you know, I mean, it just started me thinking, yeah, let's get into this weekend. 
uh, all in on America. We left uh, hunt camp uh, yesterday, and we took all the flags down, and then we put the American flag back up, and we left it flying at the ranch because by God, and the ranchers, July, the ranch right? owner said, "Hey, you left the flag," and I said, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> that's yeah. right, we did. By golly, America! You know, on the on the way back, TJ from uh, uh, from hunt camp, you know, I well, you you know, but not everybody. Tell knows. everybody else. I did. tell everybody that knows that doesn't doesn't know what hunt camp is and what y'all are talking about. So every year, we for years, uh, I've taken a group of guys, Beef and I, and. And some other guys will take a group of boys that uh, we had 18 or 19 of them this year to a ranch in Bryan College Station at six, seven, six, six hundred and eighty acres, I think. Um, and we'll spend a week out there. We'll do hunter safety. We'll teach them survival. We'll teach them. Uh, we'll do fishing. We'll do all kinds of stuff. We'll kill a whole bunch of hogs and wild beast and rabbits and uh we'll smoke them up and we'll eat them but beef comes out every year and he does the hunter safety training man that so, w- that was so cool to see the boys that have been there maybe six years ago five years mm-hmm. and now they're leaders in training and yeah uh, and we've got guys we got boys that are young men yeah there. yeah they're driving yeah, they're, i i yeah, even uh, i talked to one of them and uh, and told him he should be a hunter's ed, but he needed to be eighteen. And he says, "I am eighteen. Like, wow! You grew from that kid that came to camp that was quiet and reserved to this, a young leader that is being positive, outgoing, and helping other people, the other kids. Incredible! It was incredible. Yeah. But um, that is a one great feature of KOZ Hunt Camp." that you do every year. Of course, every month we try to continue that process with one of our chapters and we're going to meet today and we do it next week. We're on shooting. So it was a really good, uh, warm up, uh, this for hunters ed gun safety, gun safety, gun safety, gun safety. That's what we're going to cover. And then precision target shooting. We're going to, we're going to try to uh, cover that, but I wanted to tell you, on the way home from hunt camp uh, in College Station area, I got a flat tire that night. Yeah. All of a sudden, my check my check light went on for tire uh, pressure. And so I pulled over, and I looked at it like, huh, I wonder which one it is. And I could hear it going, like, oh, man, can oh, man. I make it? I was right in the, out in the middle of the country. Can I make it to Giddings? You know? And I uh, looked it up, and it was like 20 miles to, no, 12 miles to Walmart. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a shot at it. So I drove as fast as I could on a low tire and uh, made it to the parking lot. Of course, they don't have anything. We don't advise that, by the way. Well, that's how Beef does it. So I changed my tire after all that in the parking lot, in the back part, in the parking lot of, of Walmart. And the weird part was not one person asked me if I needed help. Now, of course, I've told people that story, and many of them. You're kind of big, scary, and I don't know that I would ask you if I could if if I uh, 
if you need to help either. Man, I saw these four-wheel drive trucks going by, and they're like, surely one of them has a hydraulic nah. jack, and they could just jump in and help out. But yes, that's what majority of the people said. What were you wearing? I was like, oh, well, I had on my wife beater, and I'd been uh, <laughs> on camp all day. Wife hey, beater? You know, the sleeveless shirts. Um and some, uh, you know, bird hunting pants, and they just, they, they all said, you know what, that's just too scary. My wife said, she was so nice, she goes, well, I think I no one helped, stopped yeah. because you look like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, That's, well, that's why I wouldn't have stopped, because you look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, Cody hey, said uh, it right. Cody said it. Scary. We are doing... We are doing. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, firearms and and shooting and all the things that uh, we did there at summer camp and what you got going on. But we also got to make sure we mention McBride's Guns because that's where we go to get all our firearms, all our guns, bullets, and accessories, and the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns. It's imperative we support our local gun shop. Uh, family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealership, McBride's Guns, has a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, and modify your firearms. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go where the staff skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. McBride's Guns. Same place for years, third corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 472-3532 or just go online. McBride'sGuns.com. McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop man we had some uh some weird cool weather blow through last week while we were out there at the ranch and uh and i guess 90 degrees is cool weather when it's 105 for day after day after day but we even got up one morning and i don't know it must have been in the 70s maybe um because it felt cool around the campfire oh man the 70s are not are warm where i was I know you. I talked to you or something. I got a, a text from you or something, and it said that the high that day was going to be forty six or something. One day, so, yeah. Well, the low it was a new new record low for this time of year in Michigan uh, for for that one particular day. We had a, that same, I guess, cold front blew through, and yeah, it was it was frigid cold that morning. But uh, we were laughing. We were like, just soak it up. Just, you know, drive the suck boat it up, in it. buttercup. And enjoy suck it. Suck it up and be cold <laughs> yeah. and, com- you know, don't complain about being freezing cold right now because uh, that's all going to be gone here in a couple of days when we get back to Texas. So we did. We enjoyed it. And uh, that that was a nice break to cool off for a little bit. Well, don't so. don't be like beef and get caught side on the on the side of the road. Take your vehicle to Sun Auto Service. It's a family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You ready to get it done? Go to 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park. 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them all week on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. SunAutoService.com. 
All right, coming up next, we got some fish talk with Cody Ryan just rolling in from Michigan and oh, so much more. You don't want to miss it. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right. I guess I'll bring it in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where TJ went. Probably going to go get coffee. Probably. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning. And uh, I'm at the uh, Hilton or Hampton or Comfort Inn or <laughs> yeah, something. There's a little bit of a, a difference between the Hilton, Hampton, and the Comfort Inns. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I've got <laughs> it's calling for Hilton uh wi-fi hampton.com is printed on the cups and so i I guess hilton and hampton are the same thing now yes they are now they're the same hampton came underneath of uh hilton and why do i know that you don't want to know yeah i don't (laughs) uh well make sure you put my put my put my number on there to get my points so i get points for your stay in there this one's this one. I may be, I'm gonna get my money back. This is not all right. Put it on yeah. Twitter. Family family feud going on in the room next door. It was quite entertaining. So welcome to Texarkana, <laughs> Texas. That's just normal, Cody. That's just normal. Yeah, maybe so. TR. Oh man, you gotta. What do you expect when you share ne- next door neighbor with Arkansas? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Table Rock Lake is a great place. So I'm hey, you better gonna, be careful. Cody's mom lives in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. She chose to move there. <laughs> Interesting choice. No, I love I love Arkansas. Hey, tell me what do we got uh who who's got this hour covered for us? Oh, that's gonna be Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Well, of course. Nile Maxwell Supercenter. It is Jeep. Jeep, Jeep, Jeep Freedom Days. <laughs> Sorry about that. You'd think we were like off the ranch for the last two weeks or something. I don't know. If you're looking for the perfect Jeep, you, can, you can't and you can't find it. Let the professionals in Nile Maxwell Supercenter have one built for you. It's one of the coolest things that you can do is get a Jeep built for you. Just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less. Our team at Nile Maxwell Supercenter will sit down with you and build out the exact Jeep that best suits your needs. Build it, buy it, and we'll deliver it right to your driveway. We're the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas, and nobody has more Jeeps than us. With a larger inventory, more options than anyone else in town. At Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 621-183 in Austin. See all the savings online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Yeah, so I did spend the last... uh, 11 days, I guess, in Michigan or 
seven, eight of those days were in Michigan uh, fishing. Uh, Saginaw Bay. Saginaw Bay, if you look, every we learned all about Michigan. If you look at Michigan and you hold your hand up in front of you with your thumb pointed out to the right, that's the shape of Michigan. And I was right in between the thumb and the pointer finger is Saginaw Bay. That's the that's the great lake that comes Lake Huron comes down in there. And uh so anyway, we uh went up there fully expecting to catch smallmouth. I had spinning rods, I had light line, I had little dinky weights and all my little, you know, finesse fishing tactics prepared and ready to go to catch smallmouth. I spent three days of practice. The sun never goes down there, by the way. So it just you bounces. Can it yeah, just bounces, it, you, right? It's it's the most pointless thing ever is to pretend like it's ever going to go down. <laughs> uh, so the practice you can practice from daylight to dark, and um, and so very very long practice days. Of course, I slept in till like six thirty every day. Um, Slacker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to get five hours to sleep a night or something to keep your body moving. To be worn out is an understatement. I have never, you know, it's, it's a good 26 hours from my house to drive there. Uh, Golly. And, and get out of the truck and get the boat ready and get on the lake at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock the next morning and fish till, seven thirty or eight o'clock at night and you're on a great lake and so small waves are one to two foot waves which people small waves are great waves yeah which people don't realize in texas when you say you got three footers out there no you don't have three <laughs> footers out there you don't know what three footers are in texas real true three foot waves and uh and and i and i can say that I'm a Texan, by God. So I can call you by out. By God's on. grace. By God's <laughs> grace. Amen. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, we ended up having to fall back and fish for largemouth in the marsh areas. And I will tell you, as far as catching fish between two and three pounds, two and three pound largemouth, I, I, I've probably, it was as fun as I've probably ever had. Top two or three fishing trips. I mean, for sure, top five fishing trip of my life as far as catching. It was absolutely phenomenal. Wow. So much fun. My hands are bleeding. I've been putting uh triple antibiotic and all over my hands you know at night to try and get them to heal up because they hurt from and i wear gloves you know i wear fishing gloves to try and prevent a bunch of that stuff and it's still uh you know it's still just it's so many fish you're dealing with and between largemouth bass and you're catching them on in two to three foot of water on frogs and swim jigs and you're watching them bite. Uh, you're catching walleye and muskie and pickerel and walleye and nice. bass. Yeah, you're. I've never been through so much tackle. A big giant uh, 
musky will come out or whatever they're called pike pike i guess not musky uh pike and they'll come out and eat uh and their line their teeth just touches your line and your line disappears i mean your bait and everything disappears and so it's pretty wild you know you lose a lot of tackle uh, but it's a lot of fun fishing straight braid, heavy, heavy action rods. I did not, I did not go prepared. I didn't go prepared for that. The whole time I was like scrambling to try and put, you know, tackle and, and, uh, well, rods and reels together. But it I, was that's funny when was you planning to do, when you told me that you were, uh, that you could not, they didn't have the kind of bass baits that you were, that you needed and you were trying and you were like taking pieces of other ones and broken ones and gluing them together and trying yeah. to get pieces to fit. And it's, it was sounded like, Holy cow, this is, but, but yeah. man, to imagine was, that all that bass fishing happening there and them not having the gear that that goes well, with it. And I, and we were joking. That's probably why the bass fishing is so good is because nobody pays any attention to the bass there. They all go for the walleye or whatever. And, uh, and you can find walleye tackle in every store, but that's why the bass fishing is so darn good because nobody pays attention to them, you know, green little fish and, uh, they don't get beat up on every day. And so it's, it was an absolute blast, uh, as far as catching goes, um, had a couple good days of the tournament ended the last day, a uh, little bit of a struggle there, but, um, you know, just catching fish all day long. And it's just, it was a lot of fun. I did not expect to have half as much fun as I did catching fish. Um, you so know, that I was a nice surprise. I saw Clark Winlet posted on his Facebook yesterday, um, maybe Instagram. I don't remember, but uh, he posted that he was dete- on his way up north. And he said it was one of his favorite times of the year. Yeah, to go up there and uh, he le- he knows how to catch some big smallmouth. So I need to get with him and see if I can figure out how to catch those big smallmouth because I'm I've got another one here in the next month and a half that uh, is on uh, Lake whatever Lake Michigan. I don't know where it is. One of those big lakes up there, uh, going out of Ohio, and so. Uh, it's going to be a smallmouth deal too. I'm, I'm guessing now I may get drawn into that largemouth deal again, if it's half as good as it was. So we'll see. It was a lot of fun. And I highly, highly recommend if you are looking to go to have some of the most fun, uh, fishing that you can have, you never even have to leave the river where we launched out of Saginaw Bay. You never have to leave the river there in Bay City and um, to catch a bunch of fish. And, you know, a bunch of top 10 guys were, were fishing just the river. So um, you never have to leave there, and and you'll have the time of your life as far as catching goes. Now, you're not going to catch giant fish. I had big bass for two of the three days and, and most of the even the third day. Uh and it was only five pounds and six ounces or something like that. Five and a half pounds, something like that. So you're not going to catch giants, but it is uh chalk full of solid, solid two to three pound bass. 
Well, it's not, to to me, a five pound bass is a big fish, dude. I, I'll tell you I, what. When it when we when that when I hooked that fish, uh, that five and a half pounder, I hooked it. You know, having caught a bunch of two and three pounders all week, right? Or or seeing a bunch of smaller fish all week, and that five and a half pounder looked like it was about ten to twelve pounds. Looked like it was the biggest bass I'd ever caught in my life, and. <laughs> <laughs> when it came out of the water so it was pretty funny when you're you know you kind of get conditioned to what your environment is you know as far as the size of fish and all that and then you see one you know that doesn't fit that mold and uh that's a little bit bigger and how distorted your your mind goes as far as how big it ends up being so. Well, dude, if somebody was up, went up there, do they have bass guides or do they have, I mean, you're just rent I, a boat at the marina? I think you can, you can probably rent a boat, you know, um, that's probably a viable option up there. I've seen, I saw where you could do that. Most of them are probably set up for walleye fishing, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to walleye fish, you know, turn right instead of going left or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you can probably rent a boat and do that whole thing or you know make a week of it drive up there yeah the drive's terrible from texas but not everybody lives in texas number one and number two that it's uh what (laughs) (laughs) yeah it feels like everybody lives in texas i just made it back i just crossed the border and man it feels good i'm i'm in texarkana and it feels good to be back in Texas and I got five hours. So I'm going to be home and it's going to be a glorious thing. I hadn't been home in 12 days. I'm going to make it home before the 4th of July. And we're going to do you're whatever the 4th of July. small town America, baby. That's what That's you're going right. to do. That's, That's right. right. Hey, in Cody, my small town. Cody, did they talk about Asian carp up there and it coming that way from Illinois and the rivers? No, no, no. But I'll tell you what, I can't appreciate Altrua uh, Health Share more. I don't know if they're on your list for, um, yep. Yep. on the list for uh, for this this hour. But I wanted to to mention that those folks, a personal endorsement for me, uh, to to have my family covered when I leave for twelve days, get on the road and drive literally across the country. To know that we're covered and handled, and if my daughter or my wife needs something, they're covered to go get it handled uh, with Altrua HealthShare. And you can check out how you can save and how you can get your family hooked up. Just look at myshare.org, myshare.org. We're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff together here soon. I made the the, uh, visionary board that they have there, so we've got some some ideas that we're going to we're going to be coming out with um as far as just fishing and and uh some cool cool stuff that we're doing with Altrua. So anyway, check out myshare.org. This is off script. I know, I realize, <laughs> but it's real and uh they support me, let them support you. A great option for those who are entrepreneurs. myshare.org. Hey guys, I'm going to get on the road. I'm going to get back home. I don't know about y'all, but Happy fourth. I'm out of here. Got safe right. driving, Cody. Mount up, cowboy. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. Cody Ryan's gonna jump in the truck, hook up the boat, 
come on back to the house. And uh, Beef and I will be back with you here in a minute with uh, News of the Weird. You don't want to miss it. Only one place, live in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24-7-365, the brand new website, theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. The Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. This is your deer shooting, flounder geeking, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, a drilling, junkie outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, seven to nine or 24 seven, 365 at your favorite podcast platform. Go to the outdoorzone.com, our brand new website. If you want to get more information on the show, if you want to get some information on us, uh, each, uh, Cody Ryan, myself, or the beef oh yeah austin's hottest new restaurant shore raw bar and grill our amazing friends at shore serving up regional coastal cuisine combining flavors from texas louisiana and mexico they have a really cool oyster selection they have fantastic pet friendly patio uh don't miss the fabulous desserts they have a wonderful house made brochette brochette bread <laughs> don't don't take your act to New Orleans, okay? <laughs> Bruce uh, Rick Wahlberg, Jim Snyder have put it together at Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the YNO Kill, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shortatx.com for all the details. Shortatx.com for all the details. Now it's time for News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Hey, shout out. Make sure uh, CR is safe on the final five-hour drive. Uh, He's doing a a crank it out. You know... I think about this. Uh, I, we'll we'll hit on this news of the weird here in just a second. But I think about this, and uh, I'm just coming off of ten, eleven days mm. at the ranch. Um, Nineteen boys, uh, hard work, all getting up. We got up at four thirty or five every day. Went to bed at ten or eleven every day. It's not a get. It's not a game for for people who are not strong (laughs) it's a strong man's game and what cody did driving up there and uh and just thinking about you having to do that whole deal at the ranch and then driving home and having to go and change a tire and just the you know to to get things done sometimes in this world you got to do hard things and uh and I just think sometimes our kids aren't getting the lessons. Some no. of our kids are growing up. They are not. I, I had this, nope. this incredible, this incredible conversation with the guy a while back. And I can't remember exactly his quote. And there's some other quotes out there, some other information out there, some videos or whatever. But the guy said, my kids are growing up in the kingdom 
inside the castle. They drive nice vehicles. They have mm-hmm. the things they need. They're not hurting for, they're not having to struggle to get, you know, a meal. Um, they have, they have clothes. They have, they have what they need and they're going to have what they need. And then they can go to a fine school and do all the things that they want to do. Um, but they're going to lose that, that fight, that, that, that one little thing. And he said, and their kids are probably going to, it's probably going to be even less than them. And it, and it's going to turn, it's going to go all the way back around to where there's going to be a generation coming out of my family. It's going to be down and they're going to need to fight to come back up. And they're going to understand what I had to do to get you to know where it, we are. And it's not, it hasn't been early. I mean, uh, the, this has been going on for 20 years, TJ. I mean, you know that, right? I mean, it's part of your struggle with the boys that are coming in. But part of the glory, too, is being able to show that to them. And I haven't had one kid at KOZ or Hunt Camp that doesn't respond to hard work or being challenged to do something that doesn't appreciate it after they get they break through on it and get it done. Well, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I had, I had boys eight to 17, (laughs) not just, these are, I had 12 boys that were just, just there for the camp. They weren't my workers crew. They weren't any, they were just there for eight, eight years old to 18. They got up four 30 or five o'clock every morning and they did not stop till 10, 11, some nights. And, uh, and we worked hard. We did things all day long. There was not a phone. A, a, the only video element in their whole thing, besides the hunter safety stuff that you used, was the movie John Wayne and Cowboys. We took a break one afternoon nice. <laughs> and watched that movie and then talked about it. And I'm telling you, the the difference in those boys. And of course, every one of them passes out on their way home. Of course, to, you know, their parents picked them up yesterday and pass out on their way home. But, um, it's just, it is so, so freaking important for yep. boys to know how to do hard things. Anyway. Hey, news of the weird caught record breaking eight foot Burmese Python. You know, we talk about this Florida thing and I, and I, <laughs> And I want to go do it. I know I just you want do. to go down there and do a python hunt. And uh, I don't, I'm not. I don't want a pair of boots. I don't want a wallet. It, you know, I'll probably eat it. I guess if they're frying it up or something, that'd be that'd be cool. But um, conser- conservancy biologists caught the biggest Burmese python ever found in Florida's Everglades, Everglades at almost 18 feet. 215 pounds female loaded with 122 eggs. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. But what they, what they did, what they're doing out there now is they're catching the males and they're putting radio responders in them. I guess that's what they're (laughs) called. Yeah. And then, and then they track the, the males. And when they go towards a female or you well, know, they, during they during them. their mating season, right? Yeah, and they and so that's how they find the big females, and then they get the <laughs> and they do the smackdown on the big females. And uh, I just think I, I would like to do this. I'm guessing, you know, they have the the hunting contest, and 
the you know biggest python uh contest and stuff like that we talk about it every year when they do that um but it says here the pythons have gone off like a bomb in the everglades devastating populations of native mammals including rabbits possum white-tailed deer yep creatures that should feed the endangered florida panthers instead of introduced asian reptiles Oh, it was huge. Says they are going to use her carcass with tissue samples going to various institutions. Sky's the limits on what we can do with the genetics and her skeleton likely used as a teaching tool. But in, but her much in demand hide, though Python skin is prized by fashion designers. Hers won't end up as a pair of pumps or crossbody bags. Uh, we don't really go there because this animal is vul- vulnerable in their native range and it's slippery slope, especially with conservation organizations. If you start putting value on the hide, so I don't really want to speak much to that. Well, that's pretty smart, actually. <clears throat> I mean, they're doing well, their that, own thing. They, they're they taking bachelor snakes, radioing them up, and then waiting for them because they, sne- <laughs> they, they seek out the females. I thought that well, was and this brilliant. is the whole, this is the whole, you know, non-native, this, they're destroying the Florida habitat. So wherever their native land is and and they don't want to the, increase the value of the uh, skin. So people don't go devastate them in their nat- natural habitat in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. The I, Burmese, wonder if, I wonder if we could do that with hogs. And uh, yeah, you're not going to get it board. done around here. The no. Burmese python was captured by a biologist from the Cons- Conservancy of Southwest Florida. Female stake measured nearly 18 feet, 215 pounds. Yep, that's it. So I, I thought I just thought that was uh, another report from our buddies down there in the uh, Florida, Florida um, area where they've been struggling with these forever did you did you read as they captured it that um they had to deal with the uh foul smelling defensive musk that it puts off i did not know that i didn't Once know that they read way the team realized they had the new champion world record <laughs> <clears throat> well yeah i didn't know they had that musk smell on them either i've never gotten that close to them i've never put one in a headlock i mean i i guess people have do they have pythons they don't really do people have those around just regular as pets people do don't they yeah Yeah, that's how they got here according to the article they're talking about the tropical invasion people have them as pets in their like in fish tanks Uh uh-huh and they feed them little mice, but when they get to eat like this one does, then they grow bigger and bigger and bigger, right? You know, out the ranch this week, we 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 only ran across one snake, one uh, one. It wasn't a copperhead. Yeah, it was one copperhead, and uh, that's the only snake we saw the whole time we were out there. And I thought that was pretty good. No scorpions, no black widows. Hmm. Um. I wonder so why that. It, I wonder because it's just too dry. I wonder. Yeah, probably maybe they were. So. It was they pretty were deep, dry. Deep into the woods or deep in a hole, 
But we got some, you know what it's like out there. I mean, it's, there's some dark and, you know, musky, musty places. Yep. So, hey, uh, have you got GMC or, or do I got that over here? That well, new one, the new Nile Maxwell GMC? I don't know. Is that well, what you want to talk about? We are the only standalone GMC store that specializes in heavy duty trucks. Don't settle for the truck at, you don't want build it, buy it, and order it from us today, and we'll save big off the MSRP. Nile Maxwell GMC, we'll sit down with you and build out the exact vehicle that best suits your needs. You know, I love, I really love the idea of building out your yeah. own vehicle. Yeah, it's cool. Give it your Taking mind. time to make sure it's got the, you know, the, the um, rear end that you want for pulling, and it's got the accessories on the inside that you want. You can select from the entire lineup of new GMCs from any make, model, check financing options. And if you can't find exactly what you're looking for, we'll find it for you. All from the comfort of your home at NileMaxwellGMC.com. Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock, online at NileMaxwellGMC.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grades, and we are your heavy duty truck headquarters at Nile Maxwell GMC in Round Rock. All right, we'll take a break. Come back on the flip side. Got some game board and field notes. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the national parks. And um, gosh, you don't want to miss it. One place, the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkers. Anything else you want? Listening to the outdoor zone. Call me redneck. Why the new one? All right, welcome back, regulators. Man, so glad you're here with us this morning. Uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, make sure you. Chime in and let us know. Share this podcast with your friends, man. We just uh, we just love spending time with you. And uh, reason we do this show is to make sure that um, that you folks are are there with us. We 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 in the summertime, you know, we get a little bit carried away with all the different activities, and we're just like everybody else. Um, and just trying to get together to talk about some of the stuff going on in the outdoors and going on around this country. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, keeps us together here that helps us keep us, keep us together is Keystone bank. We all bank at Keystone bank and we value community. As you know, if you've ever listened to the show, you know, we value community and banking in your local community matters. Join the bank of choice by Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operate right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Banking at your fingertips. Anytime, anywhere, you got to have that today. 
to learn more or to get started with the Keystone account, visit one of their locations, 11,500 B Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Bressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. I love that store. Um, go to their website, keystone.bank for all the information keystone.bank for all the information and uh just call over there jeff will help you out with any of the stuff that you need him and his team have helped us through a bunch of stuff love those folks um now it's time for our game warden field notes These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Oh, beef. I know. Here we go again. (laughs) What does it take? I mean, I wonder... I just wonder what is going on through people's heads when they, so in Yellowstone, man, there's, there's a rash of people right now getting gored by bison. Interesting, isn't it? It says here, a 34 year old man from Colorado Springs, Colorado was gored by a bison near old faithful, near old faithful. (laughs) You know, old faithful. I mean, you ever, if you know that area, that's a big wide open area. And there's a lot of people moving around there. Uh, on Monday, June 27th at National Park Center, the male was walking with his family on boardwalk when a bull bison charged the group, park officials said in June 28th. Family members did not leave the area, and the bull bison continued to charge and gored the male. <laughs> Video taken by Rob Goodell. And shared with NBC Montana shows family members rushed to pick up a small child in the bison charges towards them. An older relative flung the child through the air to get them away from the bison as other family members ran. The video shows the bison then turned and walked the opposite direction from the family. According to the video, the man's arm was injured and he was taken to the Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. Park officials did not disclose his condition or identity. It's the second time in 2022 that a bison has gored a tourist at Yellowstone. Bison bison gores tourists, let's see, May 30th. A 25-year-old woman was gored by a bison and tossed 10 feet into the air. The woman was walking towards the bison on a boardwalk near the old faithful geyser and came within 10 feet. I wonder if it's the same bull. (laughs) He's he's mad. He's angry. It's in his zone. Maybe so. I tell you what they ought to be doing is they ought to be having a bison barbecue. Yeah, they need to call and, some uh, of those, right? 2,000 pounds. They can run 30 miles an hour. And they say stay 75 feet away from them. <laughs> but you, how are they walking you, into that area? That area seems like, I don't know. I mean, I've only, I've never seen the bison up, the bison up that close in that area. I see them walking down the roads and they, you know, come across the roads and you got to stop for them. And that's where people get out and try and take pictures and do stupid stuff. I didn't know they came into the area, but it seems like, seems well, like they would be. It, it, interesting part. 
I think, is that bison have injured more people in Yellowstone than any other animal. They're unpredictable, and they can run three times faster than humans. Oh, my. When you hear that, you got to take, go, hmm, I need to be uh, very vigilant. (laughs) Can you imagine? But they're everywhere, and you don't think about it. They're really, they're kind of a passive look in the way they just kind of walk along. You wouldn't think they'd just all of a sudden get mad and charge at you. But that's one of the things that happens with bear there every year. Uh, I love tracking on the news reports from the national parks and just seeing what's going on out there. And with the increase in people, well, there's going to be an increase in, in injuries and deaths in the national parks. You know, you've had a couple of people die every year in Yellowstone falling into, you know, falling off cliffs and, well, and and it's amazing at some of the national parks, the uh, Grand Canyon, and places mm-hmm. like that. Man, it, there's there's some big old drop offs. I, I mean, just, <laughs> it, it's almost it's almost like I'm surprised there's not dozens of people every year just going. Whoa! There's a lot of scared moms when I was there. Stay away from the edge. Stay oh yeah. And I, I mean, of course, the three guys, when I took John, Michael, Christian and Kyle, there, three of my guys, I turn around and they're out on this edge photo edge <laughs> place and they're taking this photo. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Get like, <laughs> there. I, I mean, uh, the whole Starflight thing and someone having to go down there and get you. I mean, uh, amazing, but there's nothing to get. They, they just need a paint scraper and a little bucket to but yeah, I think it was last drop. year uh, a lady got gored a real old lady she um, when she approached the animal to take a photo so that's rule number one right well that and I think if you uh, it would be interesting to look at statistically how many people are trying to do stupid selfies that get hurt you know they fall off a a cliff, they get gored by an animal or attacked by a bear or be interesting to see how many people are trying to just do selfies. I was watching a show the other day and they were talking about ecotourism and how it's just destroying the eco areas that they're touring. Oh my. And how the local communities are not getting the, the value that they once did in the original, cause you know, the giant hotel chains and and stuff are building hotels there. (laughs) So the locals aren't getting the money and the hotels are built to contain. So the little restaurants and the little yeah. shops, everything's inside the hotel. So, they so don't you don't have to go downtown. outside the hotel, except yeah. when you get in the little Jeep and you go drive through the jungle and then you come back. So the whole, the, the ecotourism thing is, is just going nuts. I forget what my point was going to be about that. And, uh, um, well, it's good wow. that people are going out. Oh, oh, and that, and that uh, the the f- people will go on an ecotourism or go to like the pyramids or something. Mm-hmm. They'll take a photo and then they'll leave. <laughs> and instead of going there and reading about it, exploring it, trying to understand it, just in uh, participating in the awe of it. They just take a selfie with it and then put it on their Instagram and keep going. 
When I went and to so yeah, a lot of the va- the value or the you know just the significance of the of the place in their hearts, in their minds, in the world, in the scheme of everything is just kind of lost in this selfie world. You know, one of the things I, after going to the Grand Canyon and taking that selfie and just going around the rim and, you know, seeing everybody else doing it, uh, a guy told me, one of the park rangers, of course, I had to talk to him, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to you ask sure him. sure he didn't come over to talk to you? No. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Uh, you can't do that on the ledge there. And why do you have that firearm with you? Actually, it's okay to carry in uh, national parks, but we won't talk about that right now. The point being, one thing that was on my list, I put on my bucket list, I heard about a two-day trip that you can start at the color, the river that runs through the um, uh, Grand Canyon. And it's an overnight camp, and that would put you right in the center of a non-eco-tourist system. I mean, it's raw. It's raw. And, Dude, let's do it. Yeah. You think you could get all three of us? Do that with, are you going to do that with cheesecake? Or are you looking for somebody to do oh, that no, with you? Oh, no, she wouldn't do that. No, it's a rough and ready. It's a, Come they on, put you dude. in big rafts, and, uh, and then you I can't challenge you. I challenge you to for you and I to do that. I challenge you. Okay. Now, on air in front of our million, 1.2 million listeners. You just there's challenged a challenge. Me. The gauntlet has been tossed at your feet. Hey, no, there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than to have a safe and well built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment, ranching equipment to fencing, feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. Preferred, Powder River, WW Manufacturing, all trusted names in the industry, and all quality brands we carry. Four buster hog traps. You got to see them to believe them. Farmranchstore.com. Farmranchstore.com. That's where the landowner goes to get the work done. All right. That's it for the first hour. Go uh, go top off your coffee cups, your big yetis, and bring them back for the second hour. We're going to talk about open conversation. What do you do if you encounter a bear? Huh. Let's see. Listen to us not only on Sundays from 7 to 9 live, but all week. Go to our new website at www.theoutdoorzone.com. I should be